To wholesale or not to wholesale, it's often one of the most tricky decisions that brands that manufacture in the UK have to make. So today, I'll be running you through the pros and the cons. You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills, and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be sharing the stories behind some of the best British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offering you advice and tips for making in the UK. So let's crack on with the show. Hello and welcome to episode 124 of the Make It British podcast. Firstly, a bit of an apology because there was no episode last week and I publish an episode every Tuesday and due to a bit of a technical issue that I had last week, no episode went out. So if you are one of those regular listeners, I'm so sorry, but it won't happen again. We're back again today and I will be back again next Tuesday as well. So today... I'm going to cover a topic that I know a lot of our members at Make It British agonise over, and that is whether you should wholesale your products or not, or whether you should just sell them directly to your customers. Now, firstly, what do I mean by wholesale? Just in case you're not entirely clear, I'm referring to when you sell your products in bulk to a store or through an agent and they then sell them in stores on your behalf. And whether to wholesale or not is one of the biggest decisions that a brand has to make. And it's often a much more difficult decision for a brand that manufactures in the UK because the cost price is often higher and they often don't have enough margin to make themselves enough money as well as to make the store, the the margin that they need and that they want, because a lot of stores will do a markup of two, two and a half, three times the cost price. Now, so today I thought I would look at the pros and cons of both wholesaling or not wholesaling. And I would also look at what some of the other options are if you do want to sell more of your products through a third party, but perhaps don't want to go down the traditional wholesale route. Now, originally, wholesale was was the way everyone went. If it was the quickest way of building your brand was to get it to stocked in as many different stores as possible. And it's certainly the quickest way to people for people to find out about you. It was traditionally. But as retailer markups have been increasing over the years, brands have started to find other ways to get their products out to their chosen customers. And so now, whether you wholesale or not, has become a much more tricky decision. I mean, when you think about it, 10 years ago, brands had really limited choice. There was no online stores or or online shopping was in its infancy. There was no social media platforms apart from, I think we had Facebook and Twitter. I mean, if you think about it, in 10 years the way things have changed and the the amount of social media platforms we now have, completely different. So if you wanted to sell directly to your customers back in the day, you either had to have your own store or you had to sell your products at things like fairs, markets. 
Or if we're going back even further than that, you chose mail order or even telephone sales as a way of taking orders for your products. But nowadays, there are tons of different options to choose from. So when it comes to getting your products out there to the customer, if you think about it, so the sorts of options you've got, you can have your own website. And and building your own website these days is pretty straightforward if you use something like Shopify or WordPress. You've got social selling. And by that, I mean selling directly through social media accounts like Instagram. There are pop-up shops, so a lot of brands working together on pop-up shops and selling directly to customers like that. There's studio sales, so you might might be a maker who is working on their own and just making your own products, and you may choose to have an open studio or a shared studio that you share with someone else that you open the doors and you invite people in to come and buy the products directly from you. There's also fairs and markets. I mean, certainly at the time of recording this and whilst we're just coming out of lockdown, that is a less viable alternative, but it's certainly one that a lot of our members were choosing just a few months ago. You've also got things like party selling. So party plan selling was a you know a bit of an old-fashioned thing from the 70s, but actually getting people together at a, at a VIP or a special event where they come, they have a few drinks, they choose your products. That's another way of doing it directly to the customer. And there's also crowdfunding campaigns, particularly for brands that are just starting out, who would choose the route of pre-selling products through a crowdfunding campaign or even using a crowdfunding campaign for a new launch for an existing brand. So lots of different ways there currently to to go out directly to the customer without having to go down the wholesale route. So as there are so many different ways of doing it now, why would you choose to wholesale and what would still be the advantages of going down the wholesale route rather than selling directly to the consumer? Well, today I thought I'd have a look at what those advantages and disadvantages may be and help you make a more qualified decision If you are someone who is now thinking about expanding your brand or even setting up a brand and want to make sure you right right from the start, you've chosen the right route to go down, especially if you manufacture in the UK and margins are tight. So shall we start with what the advantages might be of wholesaling your products? So the number one biggest advantage I think there is of wholesaling your brand is it's the quickest way of building a name for yourself. It's a great way because you're selling in bulk and a lot of products to getting out there to a lot of different stores. You can widen your audience really quickly, particularly, you know, obviously depending on how many stores you're stocked in and which retailers you approach to stock your products. But it's a great way of getting your name out there really quickly. When you're stocked in another brand store, basically what you're doing is you're paying them to market your products for you. So you're using their store as a platform for your marketing. So they're paying the marketing for you. And some brands actually choose to wholesale just to one or two key stores, have that as a loss leader, but offset it as a marketing cost because being aligned to that one high profile store is actually worth them being in that store, even if they make not as good a margin selling through that store because they can actually use it to 
get the word out about their brand, particularly with some online platforms. And if you're talking something like fashion with platforms like Net-A-Porter or Mr. Porter, because it's viewed by people all over the world and it aligns you with all the other brands that are on that platform. So being stocked by another store is a great way to get your name out there, but also to sit alongside other like-minded brands because a store will choose the types of brands that they want in store that all align with each other and all appeal to the same type of customer. So if you know the sorts of stores that you want to be stocked in, they'll be the sorts of things that your competitors are probably also selling at because the sort of person that they're selling to and that their brand appeals to will also be the right one for you. And it's a great way, particularly if you're a new brand, of being amongst these other brands and and helping people to find you by going to these stores or being stocked. You know, you can wholesale to a store and they sell you online as well. So we're talking about online stores here as well as actual physical bricks and mortar stores. So that's the first advantage of wholesaling is it is the quickest way of building your brand and getting your name out there. So the next thing to think about is if you're wholesaling, most of the stores are going to pre-order the products from you. So you know right from the start, from when they've placed those orders, how much to order from your manufacturers. So you've got all of your orders placed in advance. You may not have got the payment in advance, but you have at least got the orders in advance and you know exactly how much in each colour or style or size you need of everything. And it gives you right at the beginning of the season a good idea of how much to place as an order with your manufacturers. Now, you don't necessarily get that if you're stocking in your own online store because you've got to have your own ideas of how much you think you might sell. And you may end up having to buy a lot more stock, which you're basing on a prediction of what you think you're going to sell. And you may end up with a lot of stock and you're sitting on inventory, which costs you money as well. And that leads me on to point three of the advantages is that if you know in advance exactly how much you're going to order for these stores and your orders are much bigger because you're stocked in so many stores, then you have room to negotiate with your manufacturer on your cost price because big orders often lead to a lower cost price. And if you're making in the UK, the bigger an order you can place with a manufacturer, the more room you've got to negotiate to get that initial cost price down. If you're making your own products, it's it's less of an issue, but you probably can't make enough yourself to stock in the store. So you maybe actually wholesale is that stepping stone that you take from making everything yourself to using a third party manufacturer because you suddenly got orders that are in the hundreds, five hundreds, thousands rather than in the units and the and the tens and the twenties. So you need to do some calculations and speak to your manufacturer and see how your profitability works out based on the bigger orders that you can place and what your cost price works out being as you place those bigger orders. It's all a matter of balancing all out. And I've actually I've got something for you which I'll talk about at the end of this, which could be helpful if you want to try and do those calculations. So the next thing is, if you're using an agent to sell your products for you, particularly maybe if you're selling internationally, your agent will already have connections with all the stores. So you can get in the door much quicker 
than you might do if you were approach, approaching all those stores yourself, particularly with international, because agents will have similar brands that they work with and that they sell. They'll be used to negotiating with those stores. They'll have relationships with those stores. And you will have to pay the agent's fee as well as the store's markup. But it can be a really good way of getting your brand out there really quickly and getting into a lot of stores, particularly if the aim for your brand is to be an international one. And then finally, there is a lot to be said about being stocked in well-known stores and the credibility that that gives your brand and how much that raises your brand profile. So if you can afford to do it with your margin, then it is certainly worth doing to be seen to be stocked in those stores. But one thing you have to be careful of when you do wholesale is that the price you sell your products for in your store or your online store is the same as the the stores that you're that are stocking your brand that it's the same across both. So the other stores are selling your product for the same as you are because stores are really not going to like it if you undercut them on your website and they sell it for a higher price on theirs because the customer will just come to you. So it's about building that relationship with that store and making sure that your products are both going out at the same price. And I'll come on to as well what the pitfalls can be with that too. So what are the the pitfalls then? What are the disadvantages of wholesaling? Well, firstly, it is that stores will take your product price, the cost price that you give them, and they will double or triple it. And that can make your product a lot more expensive. Because say, for instance, you buy a product for £5 from your manufacturer. You need to make £5 profit on top of that. So on your own store, you might be selling it for £10. But if a store wants to stock it for £10, you're going to have to sell it to them for about £2.50 because they've got to add their margin on and add the VAT. And if it's costing you £5 to, to make it, then actually you're going to have to sell it to them for 10 and then they're going to sell it for £25, £30. And you can't have it in your store for 10 and their store for 25 or 30 Now, as I said, I do have something that can help you work out these calculations. We have a great tool at Make It British called our Cost Price Calculator. And it allows you to put in the store's markup and work out exactly how much you need to be selling your product to the store and what the retail price will be. Because what you don't want to do is completely price yourself out of the market. You don't want to be selling your product to a store and it's looking very expensive alongside the other products that that store is selling it. So getting your cost price right and your price right to a store is really, 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 really important. You cannot sell a product for a different price in your store as they're going to sell it for in theirs. Which brings me on to another potential issue is that if a, if a store decides to go on sale and everything in their store is on sale, including your products, you've got the situation where either the products are now more expensive on your website or you've got to bring yourself in line with what the store has put you on sale for. So doing a discount to tie in with the stores is another thing that you have to think about. Can you afford to keep doing that discounting. 
And I do know brands that have been caught out like that, where they're stocked in well-known stores and then they're going on sale right quite often, really early in the season. And it's not necessarily what they were planning to do on their own website. So it's something to look out for. And it's also something to think about when you do a contract with a store that's buying your product is what do they do when it comes to sales? Now, the other disadvantage with doing wholesale is that you are going to have to invest in a lot more stock up front because it's very rare that a store will pay you before you've delivered, but you'll have had to pay your manufacturer. So what you're going to gain in being able to place much bigger orders with a manufacturer, you're also going to have to pay for up front in with your own money, and that's going to affect your cash flow. And that's what kills a lot of small businesses, particularly when they're making in the UK, they've paid their manufacturers, but they don't get paid for the stores because sometimes the store's payment terms are 30, 60, 120 days. So it has a big impact on your cash flow. And can you afford to do that if you're wholesaling to these stores? Another thing to consider is not just your cash flow, but also your time. Now, if you're trying to get stocked into stores and you're ringing buyers all the time, and myself having been a buyer, I know how many calls it can often take to each store with with calls and meetings and samples to eventually get that all important order from that store. There's a lot of time invested in that. Now, could that time be better spent on product development or getting your own website up to date or doing direct to consumer shows and fairs and events rather than calling stores? Because the success rate with calling stores, no matter how amazing your product is, is never 100%. There's always going to be some stores that are never going to answer your calls for whatever reason. Don't take it personally. But there is a lot of time that has to be invested in reaching out to stores and talking to them about stocking your products. Or you pay an agent and there's obviously a cost um, associated with that because the, the agent's doing the legwork for you. So have you factored in the cost of either paying an agent or the time it will take to get your products stocked? The other way, of course, of meeting stores, a lot of them at once, is to do a trade show. But there again, there's costs associated with doing a trade show, particularly if you do a trade show overseas, because you've got the cost of taking all your samples out there, of the show itself, of accommodation for flights, all those sorts of things. So it can actually be a really expensive business getting that first foothold in stores and those first few wholesale accounts and getting your name out there. Is that something that you can afford up front or is that money better spent on doing other forms of marketing or going to shows to sell direct to the consumer? So that's something else you need to think about. So the other thing I've written down here, which often catches people out, is if you deliver late with stores and for whatever reason they decide they're not going to accept your goods because they've arrived late, you're actually in breach of your contract because you've not delivered on time. So the store has every right at that point to actually cancel your order and to not accept your goods, even if they're a day late. And we all know with product development and manufacturing, things can happen 
throughout the whole supply chain that can make things a little bit delayed. Your fabric didn't arrive on time. Your packaging wasn't there when the factory needed it. Something got delayed in customs because you were importing a part of your product before it was manufactured here. All those sorts of things can make something just ever so slightly late. And if it's late, especially if a store is going through, let's say, how should we put it? It's not selling its stock as quickly as it would like. And it's looking for a reason to cut back on its own costs, then it could cancel your order. And then you're left with it all. And, and that could be a huge amount of stock, which you've then got to somehow sell somewhere else and somehow some other way. And it doesn't happen if you're selling it yourself because maybe it's a couple of days late. But if you're sending it to a store and it's not got there on time, it could get cancelled. And that's how I've seen some brands really suffer and actually go under because it's affect their cash flow so much because they have a huge order from a big department store. Something went wrong somewhere along the line. It was slightly late and it got cancelled. And with the things that are going on with retail at the moment, lots of stores are in tricky positions and they may have orders that they need to get out of to protect their cash flow. And you don't want that to be you. So always build in a buffer and just bear that in mind that you do not want to deliver late when you're delivering, particularly to some of the bigger well-known stores. And finally, I think the other one thing to consider if you are wholesaling and particularly if you're doing everything wholesale and you're not selling much yourself direct to the customer is that you don't have that direct relationship with your customer. And there's a lot to be said about the benefits of having a constant dialogue with your customer, be that through social media, through email from your website, or the way you communicate with your customer when you ship out your goods. If you're sending everything directly to a store and then the customer is buying through that store, then the customer is owned by that store. The relationship with the customer is out of your control. And to some extent as well, your brand is out of your control and how you present your brand to the customer. So that is certainly something to bear in mind when you're thinking about wholesale. So whether you choose to wholesale or not really is often down to where you choose to put your resources, both in terms of your time, your 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 cash flow and your money for paying for stock up front, but also whether you want to have a direct relationship with your customers or whether you're prepared to hand that over to someone else to manage that on your behalf. Now, if you're the sort of person who enjoys working directly with your customers, you like engaging with them on social media, you generally like doing marketing and, and the sales and that selling direct with the, directly with your customers, then that would be the way for you to go. If, however, you feel more comfortable making your products, working with the manufacturers, and you'd actually rather leave all that icky selling and marketing stuff that you don't really understand to someone else, then wholesale could be a better route for you. But there is also more of an in-between these days because you have things like marketplaces. So online marketplaces, unlike the traditional store where you sell them your stock, they put their mark up on top and then they sell it for you. Marketplaces work in a different way because they take 
a commission, and that's generally sort of 15 to 30% on every sale that you make. But usually you hold the stock and then you ship the stock out to the customer. And they're basically taking a commission off each sale. So you've got things like ASOS Marketplace, Amazon Handmade, eBay, Not on the High Street, Silk Fred, which is a good one for fashion, not just the label, that's another one for the fashion, and also Etsy for makers. So those sorts of marketplaces 10 years ago didn't really exist. There was just probably not on the high street. Amazon was in its kind of early stages. Nowadays, there's a lot more of those marketplaces. In, in fact, as I said in my story right at the beginning, I think in episode one of this podcast, my original plan 10 years ago when I set up Make It British was to set up a marketplace to sell British made goods. I may still do it one day, um, but I haven't done yet because 10 years ago, marketplaces were quite a rare thing. People still didn't quite understand how they worked. And now there's so many opportunities for marketplaces that you can sell your products on. It is something that is worth looking at because the commission they take is not as much as a traditional store would do, but they still do a lot of marketing for you. And it's also a good way of getting your brand out there and aligned with the other brands that are on that marketplace. And you also often have more of a control over how your brand is shown because you've probably taken the photographs, you've chosen which products you want to upload to that marketplace. So you're really using it as a fantastic platform to market your products from. So that is one to consider and an in-between to being a wholesale brand or just selling direct to the consumer. But you do still get a clause usually in your contract with a marketplace saying that you can't contact that customer for anything other than shipping out your products because they want to still own that customer and they don't totally belong to you. So I hope this has given you something to think about. If you are either a brand who is currently wholesaling and actually maybe thinking of pulling back and not doing wholesale anymore, or whether you're a brand that's maybe now thinking about taking those next steps to doing wholesale and what are the pros and cons and is it going to be worth your while? Now, we do have uh, our cost price calculator if you want to try and work out what your margin would be. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes for this podcast. There's also a couple of previous episodes that it's probably worth listening to. So there was James from Private White, who was episode number 102. And he talked about how he is pulling out of wholesale now as a British made brand and just being stocked in one or two because they have built up their own brand and their own marketing team. So they're selling directly much more than they were before and finding out that they're having much more of a relationship with their customers. And also Maria Gratchvogel, who I interviewed just a couple of weeks ago on episode 122. And she's got a lot to say as a fashion brand as the reason why she's not doing a lot of wholesale anymore and how she's now enjoying being a much smaller business, but a much leaner business with much more contact with her customers. And she's able to do a lot more bespoke. So I'd recommend listening to those two previous episodes as well. And I'd love to hear what you have to say about, do you wholesale your brand? 
If not, why not? Is it because you make in the UK and you found that you don't have the margin to do so? Or could you do the calculations and actually is the room to sell your product for slightly more and then also have that room to wholesale to other stores as well? Should you just pick out one or two stores, make less of a margin selling to those two, but actually it gets your name out there and it's cheaper than doing your own marketing or paying a press agency to shout about your brand because you're stocked in a couple of great stores that you can shout about and that will shout about you. So thanks once again for listening and I'll be back again next week, Tuesday. No technical issues, hopefully. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Tuesday, plus there's bonus episodes occasionally. So make sure you subscribe in your favourite podcast app. And if you're looking to find British-made brands or UK manufacturers, check out the directory on the Make It British website at makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash directory. Thank you for listening. Bye bye.